and yeast. Yeah. You got to respect it. Are we uh, live, Well, Chris? like a lot of people that I know that have gotten older that have been beer drinkers for a long time. Wait, hold on. We got to we gotta do the intro to the show. Excuse me. There is a message for you. <laughs> <laughs> I better That's pretty that sick. Off. Uh, it's your boy, Sweet Dog, Dirt Dog, Skate Dog, Father, the Gingerbread Man, Dr. Seymour Hose, uh, Dr. Fraser Crane, Dr. Fraser Gay, the Black Fraser Crane, uh, Spider, Rockhead, Snuffy the Welfare Baby, Spiz, Ton, Tonage, Lil, Lil Reed, you already know what it is, Brett, and I got a special guest, uh, I think maybe the first relative on the show, on the show. We got Uncle Jim in the building. What's up? Yo, what's happening? You're not my uncle. You're Chris's uncle. Yeah. Uh, you could easily be my uncle. You don't... Yeah. It's not... Well, we're all related in some we're way. We're all related in some way, shape, or form. We're all in the human race. You know? But I think if... Like, <laughs> we're going to take a picture after this, and I bet if I just said my Uncle Jim, they'd be like, oh, okay. Okay. Nobody would question it. No. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks for coming on. Chris has been saying for a minute that he needs to get you on. Well, yeah. I promised him uh, what I was getting ready to do. Uh, I ride with a band of people called uh, Stars and Stripes, Bars and Pipes, and what it is, it's a nonprofit of people who like to ride motorcycles. And oh, we, that's pretty sick. We help veterans and first responders. Damn, and, sick. Uh, Wait, you ride you ride bikes? Yes. Hell yeah. All right, okay. One of the, uh, down at the, one of their places at Red Line and the, that's far up the northeast, man. Well, that's closer to my way. That's, that's where you're at. all the way up. You all the way up there. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Oh, geez. and uh, they were, you know, honoring the officers that got shot. They oh. wanted me to ride, but I told them I couldn't do it today because it was last minute, and I'd already had this show planned. Oh yeah, yeah. This show's way more important than those cops getting shot, probably. Oh <laughs> God, I wouldn't say that. One of those fellows <laughs> was my friend's son. Oh really? Damn, yeah. my man yeah, got clapped so. up. Got clapped up trying. Who were they trying to get? Uh, that guy had a warrant, right? Yeah, well, whatever it was, the guy, you know, like had already been in trouble. Yeah, and he had more fo- guns. Here, one of us, if we want a gun, and not we're say we're just wanting to use it for target practice. We're going to the gun range, and you know, we learn to make our own bullets and things like that. Keep our learn to make your own things. bullets. I've never heard. I've never. Yeah, thought, you, I've never even cartridge, thought about the that. cartridges. Like, say, for instance, you were shooting. And say you were a tournament shooter. Yeah. Why spend all that money? One of the guns you have, you're going to, what do they call it, reloads. You shoot reloads, which is less expensive than buying Damn. pre-made bullets. And there's a machine and, you know, little things to measure the amount of gunpowder goes in there and well, caps off the bullets. What was that and, Mel Gibson movie where he was uh, during, the, it was during the Civil War? You remember that movie? Yeah, but that's Flintlocks. That's when you're... Shoot yeah. the wide he ma- uh, he ball. Ma- he made a yeah. He made a bullet out of his son's little army man toy. Oh, okay. like, do you remember that? You remember that? <laughs> no, I movie? didn't see that movie. What's it called? I forget, but it's a Mel Gibson movie. I'm pretty Google, sure about Google, the Civil War. Google that. And he was like a farmer. I, my phone is charging. I don't, I'm not gonna be able to. That was called Patriots, wasn't it? You might be. You might be right. It I might be Patriots, Patriots something. I mean, it's pretty. Yeah. His son went out to war and Patriot. got killed and. The Patriot, became yeah. the Patriot. Google it. Google the Patriot. I'm, I don't know how I feel about Mel Gibson. I feel like uh, Lethal Weapon was the less fun version of Die Hard. And I think Apocalypto was, like, really good back then. But I, I'm not going to watch it again now. 
Mel Gibson's best movies were the first two Road Warriors. He oh, too bad. Sick, sick. He Mad Max, do, yeah. He didn't do bad with the one with Tina Turner, but yeah, that was great. Wait, but uh, what was I the say? original ones? Braveheart was good too. Braveheart. Yeah, the Patriot. Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made a bullet out of his son's little toy. Braveheart was sick. <laughs> yeah, but that was a metal toy, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that's was. When uh, he had that extra long sword. I think the Patriot might be the movie where like they're showing uh, free, sl- uh, recently freed slaves how to shoot guns. Yeah, and the but, one guy is a great. He's nice, so like he's popping every target, and like everybody's like cheering for him and shit. And then the guy gets up and he's like, "You think you can do this shit during the war?" He's like yelling at him and stuff, and he like the guy pisses his pants or something like that. Uh, and I was like, "All right, respect, cool." Because yeah, that, that is, that is probably one, like one of the worst eras to be in. Because you don't get stabbed, you get shot, and you it takes so long to get the thing to reload. Yeah, to get it ready, it's like a five step process. It's like I'm gonna die. But getting back to like that guy, oh, yeah, he's yeah, already yeah. been a uh, repeat offender. Yeah, yeah, so he shouldn't have had a gun. Wasn't he an informant too? Whatever. Well, see, that's what happens sometimes. If he was, which I didn't, I don't know. But a lot of these times, I've known a guy that wasn't informant get too big for their britches, and they think they're above the law. Yeah, a lot of people think they're above the law, though. It's, they put laws in place to keep people like that in check. Yeah, this is gonna be a fun part. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a great pod. <laughs> is it gonna go real deep right now? Maybe. Uh, how do you feel about gun ownership in like uh, low income neighborhoods, poor neighborhoods? You think you think it should be made easier for them to get it, or it should be like where it's at now is in a good place? When it comes to low income, people should be doing more work and instead of shooting. I mean, what's the sense? The only th- what do you need a gun for in the inner city to protect yourself against your neighbors? I or guess because you're angry at your neighbor. No, nah, I think that's maybe the thing is that like in lower income neighborhoods, people are more likely to commit petty crimes because they don't have anything. So it's like yeah. you're just trying but to. Differ- it, it all starts at home. Did your parents teach you that's what it was, and the man was keeping you down, or were they teaching you you could be anything you want to be as long as you put your mind to it? You know, it all starts at home. It depends if your parents are nodding out and smoking crack. What do you expect? I what knew it, this guy, he was uh, some Yeah, co- but what creates that? Yeah, like, what if your parents were broken down by the man? Like, that's the thing. That, what, what, if your you par- be, what if your parents were broken by the system? Well, if your parents were broken by the system, they're individuals just like you are. And it depends on... What, how much pride you have in yourself or what do you want to accomplish in life or are you just following behind the peers of what you hear hear them okay. say it. But like let's say like you were I mean you were really young at one point did you feel like you had a good sense of like your own personal worth and the type of person that you could become or were, I, you, or were you a young person that like made mistakes? I didn't like, fit in Yeah, because yeah. I originally came from South Philly yeah, and then moved up what to part the of this. I lived on Ellsworth Street, Titan Street, and Manhattan Street around the 16th to 17th hundreds. What, what years were this? Uh, this is uh, early 60s. All right, because respect. I think I was in third grade when Kennedy got killed. My pop. It was the only time America cried all together. Is when Kennedy died. 
People oh, love man, Kennedy like that? Oh, they love that guy. Why it's do you think they love Kennedy? Because he was a good president. I mean, whatever he did, the people liked him. And I think he was, like, really uh, a lead factor at that time in, in trying to stop segregation because he was behind, like, Martin Luther King. Yeah. That's why they took all those guys out because they were, you know, like, trying to make the world a better place instead of the hateful, greedy place that it is that some of those politicians stand for. Yeah. So, but I'm telling you, everybody in America cried. Everybody, yeah, blacks, like, whites, Latinos, or whoever. Everybody, everybody really, that was in America, they loved that guy. They loved him. You think he might have been America's first really charismatic president? There's probably a lot of charismatic presidents, but uh, he charismatic hand, like you know, you know was, what I mean. Well, <laughs> America's they, favorite. They believe he was America's favorite. They believed in him and trusted him. He was just as bad as the rest. So you were in third grade when. Third grade when that happened. When he happened? Wait, wait, do you remember where you were? Uh, G.W. Charles Elementary School. You were in school? What happened? Did like, your teacher say something? Because yeah, it was there, a parade. It was, it was a day parade. It was announced that that was... It was announced when? During school during hours? During school hours. Like, all right. And uh, everybody... He got the, so it was what? Dallas, right? Was it Dallas? I believe so. So he gets, he gets to Dallas 8 a.m. The parade starts an hour after that. Well... Before lunch... They They're like lunch. he's dead. Well, he's, no, he had just got shot. They didn't pronounce him dead until later on. Oh, but they closed but the schools and they closed the schools. Sent everybody home. Oh yeah, yeah, it was like like I said, America cried that day. What your What your parents say when you got home? Did they already know, or was it like your dad was at work? My he mom. Didn't? Well, my mom was at work. Your mom was at work. And she uh, when she came home, she was like, "Why are you home? Why, why am I home from school? I why are you home that. before me?" Yeah. Then she knew the president. And she turned on the news and it was yeah. like, "President Kennedy has been shot." Yeah. Like, Walter Cronkite was announcing that stuff. Damn, that's pretty crazy. That was. Crazy. Do you remember where you were on nine eleven? Yeah, I was sitting in my living room. I was uh, fiddling around with my guitar. Sick. And uh, my brother called me up and said, "Jim, turn on the TV." An airplane. Is that his dad? Yes. See. Wait, how airplane, many siblings you got? Just the one. Oh, okay, cool. An airplane crashed into the Twin Towers in New York. I said, really? So we're thinking it's an accident. So I turned on the TV, and as I'm watching it, here comes the other plane. <laughs> smashes into the building. I says, that's, that's terrorism. That's planned. That's fucked up. And yeah, I was I was home. I was in between jobs at the time. So I was You're just, just chilling. There, chilling, playing the guitar. Just chilling, being like, damn, you know what? I'm gonna come up at one point. <laughs> Yo, I'm down right now, but that'd be over soon. That's uh See, I don't remember where I was when that happened. That was crazy. I was Chris, do you remember where you were? Yeah. Where were you? You're a little bit older I than was, me. I was on my way to Wait, how old? Wait, and, you're... and we heard on the radio that that a plane had crashed, and we went and like watched the news, and and it was the same thing. Like we saw the saw the second one going crash in the like coverage, but but when? How old were you when it happened? Eleven. So you were walking with your sister to the thing? No, we were driving. I was I was just in the car. Oh, I thought you made it sound like you were driving, like you were no. spearheading the. 
<laughs> this eleven year old Chris with a full beard. <laughs> That'd be sick. I was just I just looked exactly the same. It looked exactly the same. You know. Uh damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't remember where I was. You don't remember where you're at? But I was you're like I was like seven. It. Oh, you were a kid. Probably in school. I remember afterwards, the entire year afterwards, there were so many programs on like PBS and stuff talking about it. And I was like, well, what the fuck is the big deal? Building for like I didn't know I didn't know what it was about. Oh yeah, that was crazy. And to see it to see it happen. To see that live and that plane go into that building. That's fucked up. That's like yeah. I know a lot of people who will like watch that shit go into the what, what's, like, what's was crazy like in New York when yeah. it happened? What's crazy is you're so used to seeing that in disaster movies. Damn, Not really so happening, you know? Real was like, wow, are you kidding me? That's fucked up, man. That's fucked up. That must have been some crazy collateral damage. I mean, like, think of the people that were in there. And then the people that went back in there. You yeah. gotta give it to the first responders, and they're still not treating yeah. them right. Shout out Steve Buscemi. No, they the, the whatever Ones Congress that are dying from asbestos poisoning and all. Congress that. voted in their favor for that thing to get them health insurance. It's like the one thing that they did that's pretty. That's pretty cool. What is that? What are you smoking? What flavor is that? Oh, uh, on cloud custard. Okay. You you don't mess with the jewels or anything. No. Why not? Not my generation. And vapes are your generation? I don't get it. Well, what this is, this is how it originally started with a nice mod, and a lot of them didn't even have tanks. You would have to drop it on cotton, and there was a lot of building. In fact, there was a lot. There still is, but I don't follow it now. There was a lot of competitions in this, and how big a cloud, how you're making designs in clouds. That's pretty sick. And, uh, I don't know if I like all the work. That's why The I, whole I'll, thing in smoking for me... Was I like to see the smoke? Uh, that's most. Of, that's most. Of the thing <laughs> that was you. the whole thing. So yeah, I used to love when I was like a kid, and I, it would be like I don't know, thirty degrees outside, and you breathe and you see your own breath, and I'm like, damn, this is sick. You're vaping. Imagine if I smoke cigars, <laughs> yo. <laughs> oh, I smoke cigars. I've smoked a pipe. Like, I've tried tobacco. Of course. You remember candy cigarettes when you were a kid? Sure. And they would come with like a little fake tattoo. They were. That was the bubble gum. No, no, no. The candy cigarettes would come. I'm, I will never forget in South Philly. Uh, Fifth and Wolf. Uh, the the Cambodian corner store. They had cigarette, the candy cigarettes, and the, you would, it would be like the Hulk or Spider-Man. Uh, it, came, okay. it came with a little fake tattoo. And I would just sit around in the backyard fake smoking. It was usually the tattoos came with in my day. With bubblegum? With bubblegum. They might have still did that, you too. Had a bubble gum, you got your baseball cards that way. Uh, Damn, you fuck with baseball cards back in the day? Sure. They we used to flip them. Oh, like hustling? Yeah, say I guy, guess that's how they got guy, their value. They, well, the value was like if you put it in a sleeve, but no, we were like, see how many we could get. And uh, I guess not like That's pods. what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, think, I'm guessing that's like where... Uh, that little consumer market for it started was like kids trading and back and forth and like yeah, flipping. trading. So flipping was that was the way to get a bunch. I know this kid yeah, he used to always buy a bunch of them. He was horrible at flipping and he was always challenging me. 
So by day's end, I had all his cards. Yo, listen, bitch. Give me your cards, bitch. <laughs> now I'd Fuck flip. You, I'd, I'd beat him every time when we were flipping him. Wait, is that a game? It's a game. So you flip and whoever has the so better card. So for instance, no. For instance, it's almost uh, you flip the card to the wall, right? Whatever closest to the wall wins. So yeah, if your card is game. leaning, <laughs> if your card is leaning, you either got to put a card on top of it or knock it down. Then yeah. you win. And I could lean him, knock his down. That sounds like a dumbass game, man. It's a shame that kid lost 50 cards to you. <laughs> he wasn't good at it. After school. <laughs> well, you know, like, can that, well, th- that has uh, actually advanced because now you see these guys flipping cards and making them stick into stuff. That's so all, you know, I originated. always see those dudes on the internet throwing cards like Gambit from uh, the Marvel comics. Yeah, and sticking into stuff and doing it with accuracy. That's Actually, that's uh, hard to do. Can we take a break real quick? I use the bathroom. Oh wait, what time is it? You're you're the MC. I gotta use the bathroom. Get- now we are. All right, we're back. I had to pee. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh. As Chris's uncle, do you have any hilarious stories about him as a child that you want to share to the internet? Oh, uh, what about the first time you seen him? Let me let me hear that story. First time I seen him, I was just a little hairy head baby. Not much to say. Children are children. Yeah, but uh, did you no, pick Chris him up? Always, your- Chris always heard the sound of a different drummer. He had his own way. Yeah, which, you know, I says I just as a little baby. Be. Yeah, I admired him for that, you know, not doing the things the way he wanted to do. I yeah. thought that was really cool. Was he stinky? Would you call him a stinky baby? No, he was a good baby. He never, like, pooped his pants? Like, well, as all like babies a, do that. No, I mean, not like as, like, a little baby, but, like, as, like, an eight-year-old. You ever, like, he peed no. his pants or anything like that? No, well, if he did, he didn't do it around me. You pooped once, you sick? <laughs> what? Oh, okay. When he started learning how to play the guitar... He had a habit. If he seen the guitar, he went right. He to just went and touched it. He just went and grabbed it and started playing. He's a great player. My mother uh, really would uh, get on his case about that. About touching shit. He didn't ask to touch that. That's not yours. Damn. I sick. said, look, mom. Remember when I was a kid and used to take me over to aunt's house, and I used to go over to this lady's house. I called her auntie, but she was probably one of my mom's very close friends, and I used to open her refrigerator. And take everything out of the refrigerator and put it on the floor. <laughs> That's pretty sick. And my take the milk out, take the eggs everything. out, just put it on the floor? All right. Put it on the floor, my mom wants to whip my behind. I mean, yeah. So, so she and the lady said, leave him alone. He's doing his work. Yeah. And I would take it what out. What work is that, it, by the way? What is that? And I would put it back in. Oh, okay. You, know, I you reorganize it? it? Or you, yeah, would you put I it back exactly it as it was? I don't remember if I put it exactly the way it was, but I'd always take it out and put it back in. And I mean, I guess that was my video game in those days because <laughs> we didn't have much in of this. The, in the late 60s, early 70s? Yeah. How do you feel about video games? you ever play them now? Not as much. Who I have you? a bunch of... I have a PlayStation 2. Oh, it's hell yeah. And uh, I have the one that plays PlayStation 2 and 3 games. And I got a ton of PlayStation 2 games. I have uh, I have a PlayStation 1, the second generation, where they put a little LED screen. 
I have one of those. That little gray bad boy? Yeah. All right, respect. I have one of those, and I have a ton of... In fact, I had Laura Cross last revelation in that with a, with, I never even took the cellophane off the pack. Damn, yo, respect. Playing uh, PlayStation 1. Ooh. That might be... That's like Social Security right there. You might be able to cash that joint in. Honestly, yes. to be honest. I got uh, at least... 30 or 40 PlayStation 1 games and a, a so lot what, of what do you do on the wind down? Let's, let's, let's get into a, 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 a lady. I play games on the gym. tablet. I, I, you got the tablet. You got the. Play games on that. You play your little ca- Candy Crush? You play those type no, of games? The puzzle I, games? I don't really, I, the puzzle game I play is called but, Simon's Cats. But are you playing those? Or are you playing those more? Or are you playing like the those like auto farmer games? I play more like uh, platform games, sniper games. Oh, okay, respect, that respect. Kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> what about guitar? Are you still playing guitar? In fact, I just was getting ready to string my guitar this week. I bought two packs of strings. I, I got an acoustic bass. And I just put the strings back on that and started plucking on that. Where'd you get them from? Where'd you get the guitars? From? The the bass from the acoustic I bass. I bought a friend of mine worked for. You had it for Ibe. a minute. Quality, yeah, quality control for Ibanez. I bought it off of him. Are you I serious? Of, yeah. Respect. Uh, I got an Ibanez. I got an Ibanez uh, Urbanomic electric bass in that European blue color that you can't get here. I have an Ibanez acoustic electric. Yeah, and I got I forget it. It's it's a number. Uh, Ibanez guitar, two hundred watt Ibanez uh, amplifiers. One for the guitar, one for the bass. A lot of a lot of bands. I got a, a, har- a, a harky with four tens in it and a horn driver in the middle. Right, I don't my, know what any of that stuff means for my bass guitar. A lot of bands in the late nineties or two thousands really loved Ibanez. A lot of metal bands, yeah. Well, a lot of music, there wasn't a lot of metal bands because metal was actually invented by black men anyway. Of course, yeah. Yo, you, yeah. <laughs> you ain't got to convince me, dog. And, uh, <laughs> I already know. Almost- I just came from seeing uh, a documentary about Laura Hill. Lauren Hill? Laura Hill. Oh, Laura Hill. Okay. In uh, California. I don't know. And that that's where when folk was just starting to turn into rock. That's like mm-hmm. where you get the bombers and the papas and bands like that, and they were Just taking. Way, they way, were singing songs like "Kumbaya" and rocking them up a little bit. What year know? is this? Like the this is the fifties. This is early sixties. So late fifties, early before sixty three. Before sixty three. Around then, yeah, later than sixty three, sixty five. Really? Hmm. Yeah, because folks started uh, turning to rock music in the mid sixties. Folk, yeah, folk music was starting to to come over because in 63, 64 is when the Beatles came and started the British invasion. So what were they calling, like, the stuff that, like, uh, Chuck Berry was doing? That was rock and roll. That was rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Chuck Berry, Fat Stominos. Yeah. You know. A little richer a little bit. Yes. James Brown, of course. That's my man, yo. I got a great playlist for James. Well, my James Brown playlist isn't specifically. But then uh, the Motown sound came rock. along. And uh, then every white boy is trying to sound like a soul brother. Yeah, how do you, how, how do you feel about Valley that? Singing, singing like a, a girl, but walk like a man. 
<laughs> How'd you feel about that when music started to like? I like to change the music because I was had a tendency to lead more toward rock. I guess because you know we had you Motown that. pounded into our heads. You just wanted to be different from your parents. Maybe that could have been the case, or maybe it was the sound and that screaming guitar caught me. You know. I mean, I mean, it's our sound. You know. Yeah, I mean. I didn't know that I was a kid. I you just like that. like you know what's crazy about that you know your era of music too is like no one you didn't know what anybody looked like, right? Like you were just oh yeah you seen them yeah it wasn't like t- totally music we did have TV that believe it or not you yeah know? okay but I feel like a a big part of it may, you know correct me if I'm wrong is like you would hear a record and it might be a it might be a minute before you figure out what someone actually someone actually looks like you know. No, pretty much you could tell the difference. You could tell the difference between the black and the white artists, Magnus? Yes. How how could you tell? Was it the was it solely in the voice? Solely in the voice. Uh black had more uh feeling and soul. Uh white music more more or less had uh it was more ballads, more uh like like uh like they were it practicing. Have soul, it, it didn't have soul to it. It was more just like they were trying to emulate, but they didn't. They couldn't emulate. Like they no. could, they could play the chords. Well, what it was, a lot of the British invaders, you know, like because you had bands like uh, what was I'm trying to think because I didn't listen to a lot of those guys. You're talking about Fabian and uh, what's his name, Bobby Rydell, bands like that. Uh, what's his name? Uh, they used to have a family show on the old uh, one of the, the Nelsons, Ricky Nelson. They had that, and then the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys kind of comes out of that Laura Hill sound, but Brian Wilson. This is st- and this is still Brian Wilson reference to sixties. Yeah, Brian Wilson was a genius. But a lot of the music you used to listen to back in that day, half of them didn't even play it. There was. Uh, studio musicians called the Wrecking Crew. And they probably, all our, your parents' music, they probably played. They played all the in-studio They played stuff. all of it. Almost all the music in TV shows. They were like the, the TV hitmen. shows to your popular music, including Motown sound and everything. Really? Mm-hmm. The if Hitman? If you get a chance, no, the Wrecking Crew. The Wrecking Crew, I'm sorry. If you get a chance, I look, up, look up that documentary, because they might show it on Channel 12, but you could probably look it up online. It's called The Wrecking Crew. You'll be really surprised about where a lot of our music, who was doing it. But then along came Hendrix. Ooh. <laughs> you like Hendrix back in the day? Uh, yeah, I loved him. And uh, that was like a really, uh, you feel like it was, was hard to, pl- uh, to play him because they were like, oh, you listen to that white boy music. You know, there was a lot of racial tension still. So I remember... Yeah. Uh, what was it? There was a song, uh, I forget who, I think it was The Intruders or The Isley Brothers. I love The Isley Brothers. And it went, oh, we could be on a desert, lost without a place to go. And we're so in love, in love with each other that you didn't even know. Ooh, I, I don't care any place, anywhere, just as long as we are there. Right. 
together, together, baby, just <laughs> you and me. Oh, how happy we be! Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we all dug that song. You know, love on a two way street was out at the time. Love on a two way street was a great. <laughs> That's a great so, name for anything. <laughs> so, I went to my favorite music store and I went to buy that 45 and they didn't know the, I didn't know the name of the band I just knew the song and I sung it like I did to you and they said well wait a minute and I says they gave me this song you know happy together I was like okay but they didn't play it or nothing so I took the song home and I got all my you know my homies and we're getting ready to put this record on. I put this record on, and it comes out like this. Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love and hold her tight. So happy together. yeah. They were like, what? You playing that white boy music? You playing that white boy shit. They really get that shit out of yeah, here. They were like, oh man, did they ridicule me for that? Your mom said that? No, no, my friends. Your friends. What were your I friends listening to? Like strictly like soul uh, music? Strictly soul music. No soul rock, and funk. No rock and roll. No Led Zeppelin then. I love Led Zeppelin, man. I got a Ze- so, Led Zeppelin tattoo. Look at that. So, wow. Well, Look at that. You see that? Oh, there you go. There you go. So I uh well, I, was sick. I, I got was ridiculed for that. So after that, I said, and I like that song. Yeah, it's, it's a good song. Yeah, I, you know, I like that song, but you know, you trying to be with the brothers and all that. You, you could that they wasn't having that. Well, I I liked it. I kept it and I played it. And then one day, I bought a song called "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road," and there was this little jam on there called "Benny and the Jets." Yeah, and that was a Elton John. That yeah. was a banger. So that's, that is, that's a banger. So I played that for the brothers. They're like, "Nah, man, that's a white boy. That white boy, man, get, that, boy. get that shit out of here, man. Then, Come on, with that goddamn bullshit." Now, I had motherfucker. that album. I had that album that I listened to for over a year now. Well, Elton John came on Soul Train. <laughs> no, he didn't. He came on. Soul Elton John Train. was on Soul Train several times. People fucked with him. No. <laughs> he came on Soul Train and played Benny and the Jets. That's a banger. Well, all of a sudden, all of our brother friends. Yeah, hey, man, it's that shit, yo. Hey, man. Picking you a got that song. Hey, man, that song you listen to, you man. Got I don't, Benny and the Jets. I don't think that song gay no more, man. All of a sudden, they loved it. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, Benny and the Jets. I was like, man, that's played out for me. Yeah, yo, you late, yo. Oh, <laughs> late. Yeah. How'd you feel? How, do you, how did you feel when. uh? When I guess it was like what was it late eighties and nineties when like get like more bands like more black bands popped up like Bad Brains and you know even like people of color in in the front like Rage Against the Machine and shit and uh, what was it Color Me Bad they had that song called, fun, called uh, the Personality or whatever are you being uh, Living Color and Living Color what did I living say at first color. and okay in, yeah the Living Color with Vernon Reed on guitar Vernon Reed was a jazz musician. Vernon Reed couldn't, nobody would give him the time of day. Yeah. Until he did the cult of personality. That's when they got some recognition. 
That might have been the only recognition they got. Well, I, I I seen them at the tower. They were great. They had great. They were great players though. Oh yeah. So like that's I guess that's the thing with like any genre. It was a jazz. She was a jazz musician. Really? If you really listen to it, you can hear it's jazz all pedaled up. Mm. I respect it. I'm a big fan of jazz, man. Oh, I like it all. Jazz Jazz. is good for me, man. Jazz is like good for my brain. John Coltrane, come on. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, go ahead. Even some of Miles Davis, he even tried to funk up some of his stuff uh-huh. too. A little Grover Washington Jr. Grover uh-huh. Washington, but my favorite, if you really wanted to get political, was uh, <laughs> Gil Scott Heron. Oh, okay, okay. Haven't gotten political yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Gil, fucks with Gil Scott Heron. Uh, I interviewed Scott. a guy on the show. He talked about he met him when he was he a was, child. He was something else in the Last Poets. All right, I respect it. You ever hear the Last Poets? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm a big late, lately. I've been into the Ahmad Jamal trio, and oh, see, uh, I'm not familiar with them. They've got a well. That that dude has a lot of like very popular songs that were sampled for hip hop. So like uh, okay. Nas. Well, you know what's really funny dudes. is like there's more. Like I said, when I was talking about how the folk was starting to change, well, nowadays it's a more mishmash of music, and more musicians respect one another, and it's not. I mean, it's not as segregated. Oh yeah, well, people, musicians were never really segregated. At it might have been it's, twenty it's years true. ago when people just like, I'm gonna listen twenty five thirty. I'm gonna listen whatever I want to listen to, and it, it right. expanded past all genres right. because so many different genres were able to like, uh, not be pop, but like get. Uh, I attention. mean, back in the day, uh, who was it? Um, Dusty Springfield. She was considered blue-eyed soul. Yeah. What's blue-eyed soul? White people's soul? Well, white people singing stuff to sound more soulful. Nah, okay. <laughs> like Tom Jones. He had a more soulful song. You think so? For mm-hmm. that day, yes. That's what they would have characterized him as. Yeah. And, uh... Neil Diamond and shit? Yeah, Neil Diamond, he was a Jew, and he he was a great writer. <laughs> He when he did that movie and tried to act like a brother, that was like that was. What movie off. was that? What are you talking about? The jazz singer. Oh, I never seen that. But he's his, like, hey, his, slick. He's like, hey, slick. His, uh, yeah, his his singers came back, and now Sweet Caroline. That's like the the anthem for white folks. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> or something by Bruce Springsteen. He also was big with this. I'll tell you a story about Bruce With W-Y-T Bruce Springsteen, I like his writing, but he can't sing. Just like Dylan. Could write, but can't sing. He can't and fuck with one his voice. one time, this down center city, this guy was giving away tickets. A black brother giving away tickets for a Bruce Springsteen concert. And he went up to my girlfriend, well, friend of mine. Her name's Ann. White girl. Shout out, Ann. And he says, here's some Bruce Springsteen tickets. And she's like, I don't want this she shit. Says, I don't like no Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Keep them tickets. He says, what are you talking about? All white people like Bruce Springsteen. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Wrong thing to say to my friend. She's like, listen here, nigga. I ain't listening she's to this like, shit. <laughs> she, no, she never said anything racial. Oh, okay. But she was like, are you crazy? What do you know about being a white person? That shit sucks. <laughs> That shit's bad. Hey, this motherfucker over here trying to give me Bruce Springsteen tickets. <laughs> this shit's horrible. Hey, yo, you see this motherfucker over here? He's paid. Yo, you like Hall & Oates, though? Oh, 
Love Hall. Okay. Now, okay, good. He was, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. He was a white boy. That was a white boy that stayed down at the uptown. That motherfucker, yo. <laughs> motherfuckers be sleep on how many hits Hall and Like, people are like, oh, yeah, I like, like a couple songs. Them motherfuckers got hits. People used to tease Numerous me Numerous hits. About like it now. I don't know why you're, they, they were dumb. Huh? I don't care. Yo, you fucking suck. Yo, your nephew sucks if he doesn't like. Get the fuck out of here. Hall Nose is like one of those Hall bands Nose. where like that's I don't a soul ha- Philly band. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I think it's more Philly than it is anything else. Yeah, and yeah, I just immediately appreciate. Did it. you? If you want to look somebody up that did a really good album one time, and if you didn't Kevin know Eubanks? better, uh, Remy Shane. Oh, okay. Let me Google it right now. Remy yeah. Shane, who is yeah. it? He's a very soulful white boy. Plays all the instruments. I have to. You got a P2? All right. Funny, too, is that... Uh, they got danceable songs. Not just that. That motherfucker has quotes. Where, yeah, I know. We're back. We're back. We're back. That motherfucker has quotes where he's like, if I'm doing these songs in 10 years, I'm going to kill myself. And it's like, <laughs> you are way past that, though. <laughs> you should have died years ago. By what you said, you were like, if I'm doing these songs past 25 or some shit like that. Then I don't want to be alive. And he's still doing this. He's been doing this, singing the same songs. Can you hear me knocking and shit? Which I love that song, actually. That's Sympathy. them, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fucking banger. Sympathy for the devil. Yeah, fuck. Painted black. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bangers. Uh, out of all the, like... Jumper Jack Flash. Out of all the older uh, rock bands that people might think suck, right? So it's like them, Aerosmith and shit. I feel like they have... Probably Run the DMC best. Put the Aerosmith best songs. back on the map. They did, and it was a mistake because Aerosmith isn't that good. <laughs> yeah, Aerosmith is not. <laughs> Aerosmith fucking sucks to me. Right. I mean, the one band that isn't really great musicians, singers, or nothing, but they had a gimmick. Kiss. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiss has some. Kiss yeah, has more bangers than Aerosmith. Kiss has what? Like I fucks really with. I fucks with Love Gun. <laughs> I fucks I with like Beth. <laughs> they got bangers. I could. I will sit here and shit talk them for hours, but like I can't deny the fact they like oh, it. Yeah. I actually really yeah, love Love Gun. He's a great marketer, uh, Gene Simmons. Yeah, man. You got anybody you want to shout out? We got. We got to get out of here soon, or I have to get out of here. The shout outs. Nobody, not a single person. Nah, not anybody will be listening anyway. So I'll shout out at everybody in the world. I hope that. Peace be with everyone. All right. Well, I just want to thank you for coming on the show this week. Uh, the door is always open for you to come back. It was, I had a really great time. Hopefully, the next time we'll have more time to yeah. talk about even crazier and f- more great shit. I feel like we were really, really vanilla on this week's episode. Well, I got at least... Uh... You got to get warmed got, up. You got to get got, used to I being got, uh, on the... 40 years on you guys. I could go on I know. For, and forever. I, to be honest, <laughs> next week or pro- the next time we have you on, we're probably going to ask more civil rights era stuff. I was a like, big civil rights person. I was more like, uh, not quite a hippie, but, you know, like... Uh, well, you were so young when that happened. I was too young. My era... Kind of like with me with Woodstock, 9-11. Yeah. Woodstock. Was, like me with 9-11... Would be my era. Like, how old were you when Dr. King died? Oh, yeah, I was still... I think I was just going into junior high school or something. So, you know, I wasn't interested in politics. Yeah, no shit time. about anything, yeah. So I didn't really know nothing. When things really started kicking for me is 
around 15 or 16, and then it's when Woodstock came out, and I wanted to go because all these millions of artists. Yeah, you wanted to smoke weed, eat pussy and shit? No, no, no. I wanted to see those artists live, like Hendrix. And then eat, and then Sly eat some and girls' fam- ass. Sly yeah. and the Family Stone. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. We, we might have to devote two hours to just naming bands. <laughs> naming bands and songs that we like, which I'm down for. I don't, you know, I'm not against it. I'm about disappointed. But we have to go now. What band? Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's your band? That's your... I like that. That's your flagship? They have some bangers. I can't really agree with most of their track record, but... They don't. Oh, they had great music one videos, thing and they one were one thing in my my uh, I'll say my right out of high school years. Black people did not listen to reggae. We did. Not, oh, like Americans. Americans didn't did listen, not to, reggae listen music. to reggae. When I was growing up, the only time you would hear reggae it's was with the first the rich white. College kids. Oh, Those which then the turned into like ska music were, and shit. Yeah, they yeah. were the only ones that was listening. They to weren't reggae. listening to Bob. They were I listening to Bob. I put on some Marley or something, some Jimmy Cliff. They were like, "What you doing listening to African music?" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Nah, that, I did. You know what's listen. funny too is because Jamaican none of the brothers. <laughs> Jamaican culture is what birthed hip hop. Those were Jamaican dudes that came here and were like, they started rhyming. Cool Herc, one of the greatest rappers of all time, Biggie Small, you know, Notorious B.I.G. He was, he was good. a first generation Jamaican immigrant. Well, you know what's really funny? Uh, the first rap that was ever on TV, like on MTV, was done by Debbie Harry, Rapture. Yeah. That was the first time anybody ever rapped on TV. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> That's wild. Debbie Harry of all people. We got we got to get out of here. It's your boy, sweet. And again, you're always welcome to come back. So we we will get you back on the show. We will get more beers. We'll start. I think next, I think we should start. Okay. Oh, my shout out will be to us, everybody in stars and stripes, bars and pipes. Yes, there you go. For our homies, shout out to them dudes that got shot. You know, hopefully you'll be back out here doing your thing. Take care of your vets and your first um, responders. Uh. Big shout out from Sweet Dog and Friends podcast to everybody that's been listening. I'm really proud of what this show is turning into. And uh, we got a lot of things planned. Got a lot of stuff going on. I need I need to leave right now. So it's, been, it's your boy Sweet Dog, Dirt Dog, Skate Dog, Father, The Gingerbread Man, Dr. Seymour Holst, Dr. Fraser Crane, The Black Fraser Crane, Dr. Fraser Gay, uh, Joel and Scheme, Ben Bimmons, uh, Josh Schmitterson. You already know what it is. It's your boy Snuffy the Welfare Baby, Ton, Tonage, Rockhead, Spider, uh, 38 Baby. You know what it is. 45 in the boot. Man, I'm pulling out. I mean, what do you say? He's like, yo, I, <laughs> uh, my man said, if I wasn't a god, then I'd probably be you. I got the baddest bitch you ever seen tying my shoe. I forget, yo. You already know what it is, man. We out of here. Peace. <laughs>